Welcome to the Breaking Through with Apollo podcast, hosted by Greg and Thomas Beckers. We're here to give you an inside look on the entertainment industry through the lens of an actor and a manager, and we're here to help you break through in your own career. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breaking Through with Apollo. We have a special guest today, Rebecca Schrager, who is the owner of one of the most reputable agencies throughout the entire Southeast. They do an incredible, incredible work, People Store. If you've been in the Southeast or if you've been in L.A., actually in every market, you'll probably have heard of them already. So we have uh, we got really lucky that you decided to join us today. So thank you so much. Nice to have you on. Um, so I kind of want I know we've talked a bunch, but I've actually never completely heard your story of kind of how you got into being a talent agent and how how did people store come about and kind of what's I guess kind of your almost your life story um I moved to Atlanta a long time ago and I went to college at the Atlanta College of Art and I thought I would be a painter or maybe teach painting or something like that well I, I still paint a little bit so but um but then I uh I met somebody that owned a small talent uh not talent agency ad agency and I was looking for a job and he thought I would be a good stylist. So I started being a stylist, like a photo stylist. And I was the stylist that I was the kind of, I was the person that if you could only hire one person, that would be me. So I ended up doing like, you know, wardrobe locations. I even did food styling, but I also ended up um, hiring models for ads and for commercials. And um, one of the reasons that I was, kind of good at that I think is because I did a lot of photography in art school and um and I did photography of people um you know so kind of so um through being a stylist one of the things that I ended up doing is is being hired to find real people for certain things because back then everybody at the talent agencies that existed here they all looked like white cheerleaders to me you know they were all like they all look the same and they were all like well you know cute people. yeah so there's no diversity even in in ethnicity but either even in age really so um or character people and there was starting to be a trend in advertising to have a little more character people so i was hired to go find to find real people and i i was really good at that so and time, over time, I realized, okay, there's a need for this. There's a need for more diversity and more unique kind of people. So I went out on the street and I found real people. I took headshots. I did a headshot book years ago, my first couple, and I took all the headshots myself. And I've charged the actors $5. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't even make the $5. I gave the $5 to the, um, uh, a guy who worked in the dark room who printed them for me in black and white. <laughs> that's he a steal. Right there. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a steal, especially uh, what the, especially what photography now is. Yeah, it got people started. It was cool. So how long how long has it been around now? The people store. Um, the, in September it'll be thirty seven years. Oh wow! Is it thirty seven years? Yeah, I started it. Wow. I was twenty seven and. Um, I like, I didn't even know that you could be a non-union, like, even though it's a right to work state here, I'd only worked with when I'd hired people before through other talent agencies, they would only been on like union jobs, I guess. So I went to Screen Actors Guild, our little office here, and I got franchised and, and then I started like, um, connecting with actors who did theater. That was the other big thing I did. I contacted all the theater groups and I thought, gosh, all these theater actors, they don't do anything but theater here. They're, it was like art for art's sake, you know? And they yeah. didn't do, they didn't even think about doing any um, commercials or TV and film. Of course, there wasn't a lot of TV or film originally. It was a little here and there. And then we went through periods when there was more. And Yeah, now, now especially Atlanta's such a huge market even compared to yeah. if you look at 15 years ago, now it's the pretty much, I'd say, the biggest market with LA. And, and, and piggybacking off that, uh, a question that came to mind is like, what was it like? Because people still really helped create the whole Southeast market, I almost feel like, especially you, one of the 
first ones there. What was it like in the early stages before it kind of became, you know, the Hollywood of the Southeast, so to speak? Like, what was what was the come up, if you will? I mean, it was like I said, it started out with kind of advertising stuff with mostly commercials. And then I remember there was um, God, I can't remember the name, a John Candy movie summer rental i think it was like oh gosh there's a movie this is so cool and then um but i had i had already kind of implemented the idea of getting not just faces for commercials but actors and good actors you know so when i was already giving the opportunity to really good theater actors basically to be in the on-camera part of business and then we and then we started getting i think it was in the 80 late 80s i think um um i'll fly away and then the heat of the night heat of the night came first so that kind of really started you know growing the market and then all and then after that and they were really great to work on and we we got some you know really good opportunities in that and i had um our first series regular child. We had a five-year-old who played Sam Waterston's son in Off Fly Away, and he was fantastic. So, you know, I got to go on the set and do all that, and I love that show. It was such a good show. And then, and then, uh, also during that time, Wilmington, North Carolina, was a hub. That started happening. So I went there. I drove there, and I met the Fincanas and. They were about my age. In fact, Craig is exactly my age and Mark's like a couple years younger. So they were starting kind of around the same time. Um, and I went on this set of Screen Gems back then. I think it was still Screen Gems then. Might've been Dino De Laurentiis, I think, and then Screen Gems, I don't know. Anyway, so I went there and, and at that time, actors here had to drive to Wilmington for a lot of auditions for for years they did that and it was a seven hour drive it was yeah, I, did, I, did, yeah. I didn't know Wilmington was that big as it was well One Tree Hill was yeah. shot there and everything yeah too, One Tree right? Hill oh yeah lots yeah. of things and and that that's how it was for a long time it was Wilmington more than Atlanta and how, 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 what, so with the people store, I didn't even know you guys existed as long as that. That's, that's yeah. crazy. That's a long time. Um, how, how big is it now? How many agents total is it? How many clients is it? Um, we have about, I think we have 14 employees altogether. So we have uh, four in the film and TV team, three agents and assistant, and then um, Brenda, Tom, Jennifer, and then China's assistant. And then in the commercial team, we have, um, uh, Laura, Audrey, and uh, Lena. Lena is the head of that department now. So it's a, it's you know like eight agents, I guess, all together. And then Rick, Rick was running the film and TV. I mean, Rick was running the commercial department. Tom and Brenda were our co-heads of film and TV. And now Rick is our um, new president. So, how, so Rick is Rick is my young like my work son, my 35 year old work son, who's now president of the company recently. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, Rick, if you're listening in. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty fantastic. It's been, it's, it's a good way to evolve the company. So talk yeah. a little bit about how kind of Atlanta has evolved because I know now you guys have so many productions and I also know you have not only just actors that are based in the Southeast, but you also have so many actors from LA now that fly over that do mm -hmm. self, especially with everything being self tapes now, and yeah. which will probably increase even more now because of the virus. I can't imagine any. Yeah. That, I'm sure. I mean, we've been doing self tapes now for quite a while. Um, before LA was doing self tapes and, um, just and really only well it's only been i don't know how many years maybe three or four years self-tapes or more and more self-tapes before then or maybe it's been longer time goes so fast i don't know but before then we i, I had one employee that did nothing but tape people we would have him like tape like 100 people a day so it was in-house in my in the office yeah Oh, wow. And he was a great director, Brian Bremer. Actually, we just rehired him to be kind of our talent coordinator now, but not to do that wow. job. Yeah, that's but, cool. Um, that, that's, that's different. That's, I haven't heard many people that actually yeah. do the self-tapes at their, I guess, office. You know? Yeah, we did it for a long, long time. And now we only do it occasionally. 
Yeah. Yeah. But that'd be tough to do it. Like with how many yeah. actors you guys got now. What are some of the joys that you still get out of the job? Um, the joys. Yeah. The joys. Well, like what do you love about it? It really still? hasn't changed. I mean, it's still, it's still really exciting when our actors are book and especially if it's somebody maybe that's been around for a while and we know is really talented, but then they, they haven't booked or maybe they have, maybe they went through a lull and then they start booking or, or maybe even just somebody brand new and they booked their first job. And we had somebody recently was so sweet. I, I swear I got tears in my eyes. I think we all did because she literally sent us a video of herself receiving her first check from people's store and she had like tears in her eyes and it was like oh my god this is this is we all we all responded to her email with the little video and it was like we we all were reminded of why we do this it's it's still it's still there and, and you kind of has to be to do yeah, this job well I, I, I think it has to be because it's such a it's as you know it's such an up and down industry and that's understating it i think yeah i would say so, so Greg. <laughs> yeah yeah so you almost have to you know because you don't like you have like you said you have like someone's career that's all of a sudden on the up and you're like flying high everything's great yeah and then all of a sudden out of nowhere sometimes out of nowhere just a yeah. lull occurs and you're just like okay now what now what you know and sometimes a lull happens for our best actors yeah. Sometimes it's our actors that have been doing it for 30 years and they've been going, going. And then all of a sudden they go through, they don't work for a year. And, and then we have to like try to support them and encourage them. And we tell them, we know, you know, it's going to get better. I mean, I had a, a man a little older than me, actually. I'll still remember who came into the office and um, I mean, he's like, I guess he's in his, 70s or later 70s but he came in and he was just like Rebecca I just can't I just and he was like tears in his eyes I just can't do this anymore I'm just so devastated there's just I I just like I'm not I'm, I don't know what I'm doing wrong it's just you know it was horrible we sat down and we in my office and we just talked and I consoled him and we I was just like I know that something's going to change and I swear I don't know. We, we just put it out into the universe, but I mean, it, it really did change. It changed pretty fast. Um, I don't know if he just kind of let go a little bit or maybe he, you know, sometimes that you kind of actors kind of, they kind of hang on cause they're so concerned and then they kind of get in their own way sometimes. Yeah. Because you're, then you're coming from a place of fear, you know, fear. like, and I yeah, think when you're coming exactly. from that, that scarcity fear yeah. type of place, it's very hard not even just in acting, in anything. Anything. In, a, in a everything, really. Yeah, I, you, need to, you can't do that. I was actually just, I feel like I kind of answered my own question a little bit there, but <laughs> I was going to ask you what, um, what kind of tips, I guess, or what's, what do you tell actors, I guess, when they're going through these lulls? Because you know as well as I do, when they're going through these lulls, they get all this anxiety with it, right. and then they're hitting you up, and they're just like, why is it not happening? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you, I guess, what do you advise? Like, what can they do, I guess? I mean, we try to give them that moral support, especially if it's somebody we really believe in, and we know how talented they are. But, you know, we might, you know, we might say do something logistical, like, you know, get a new headshot, get in the class, get, go work with some other actors, you know, yeah. try to try to just just go in and and do your job and know that that when it's your when it's yours it, it will be yours but um yeah. you know it's hard because sometimes as you know greg i'm sure i mean i've talked to act you know agents and managers all over the country like a lot at first at first when i started going to la and talking to other agents, I, I, I thought, oh, it's not like this for them. It's only like this for us in this little market here before we had a bigger market. But everybody has had the same experience where an actor like is having a lull and then they blame their agent or their manager and they're like, I got to go someplace else. And yeah, and I think that's, that's such a hard spot for both hard. people to be in. It, that's the it's, hardest it's, it's Same tough idea. for the reps because I, I think when I talk to agents and managers, I think that's the number one thing that always like pretty much the number one thing that comes yeah. up is that sometimes you work on someone years or what, however long it yeah. is. And maybe there's a dip, which is kind of out of your control a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, go maybe like, oh, maybe the grass is greener somewhere else type of thing. Mm -hmm. 
And that's so frustrating, especially when you've had this bond with someone and you've put all this time yeah. and effort into someone for that to happen. That's, I think that's one of the toughest part of the industry on our side, at least. It, it's totally the toughest part. It's yeah. absolutely the toughest part. Um, I mean, sometimes there are times if we really try and try and we might say, yeah, you're right. Maybe you should go try something else. But when, when there really is that like history with somebody and that, that emotional really kind of friendship bond that where you really put a lot of effort into somebody and they have had success or you know they're right about to have success or maybe they maybe they are it can go either way it can be like somebody isn't having the success or maybe they do have this have success maybe they have that, that one's even worse i think when i hear stories like worse, that then they're like oh yeah i'm on the walking dead but somebody else had a bigger trail or some leaving you and and here they are like working on the walking dead yeah. you know or or maybe but they're a series regular and they're like yeah, yeah that i, I think, think that's, that's to the toughest and i don't need a local agent anymore so yeah not, i think that, that's even work. more tough i think that part's even more tough because it's like that's like you're actually doing what you're yeah you're succeeding basically and right. and they're getting where they need to go and then they get, it's like, ooh, I'm going to try to see if I can get something greener, something, you know, right. for whatever reason. And that, that's, that part, I think, is even harder because well, it's like... Yeah. Up, you know, right. It's You're yeah. an actor. What do you think, Tom? Thomas? I think the most important thing is, is, is great communication with your, with your reps. The yeah. first thing I'm just coming from myself now is, right. is what particularly can I do still to like support you in, in agenting me? Does that mean getting clear on my branding as an actor of mm -hmm. the kind of things that do I have the specific headshots that you see for me? Um, do I need something extra on my demo reel? Mm -hmm. Do I have to go do some workshops or anything like that? Is there particular people that like you, you want me to get in front of? Like mm -hmm. at first I'll exhaust every single attempt that I can do on my end. And I'm for me, I always start with, I'm trusting that they're doing their job. So I'm not going to, I never yeah. tell an agent how to do their job because I'm assuming Good if job. we're in a partner, well, if we're in a partnership, in a partnership, you expect yeah. that both sides. My friends and many of friends, actors, and I always tell them this, and especially being that Greg right. <laughs> is Greg a manager. I've seen it on his side now. Yeah, There is so much work, and I'm telling all the actors, if listening, that it gets put into it. You can submit somebody 2,000 times, and I've seen it, pitching them multiple times, and they may get five editions out of that. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go and complain in their acting class they're not getting out enough. And I've seen it on this side. So I don't take it for granted, like what the work that an agent does, that a manager does. So I always tell my friends, before you change anything, ask them, what can you still do on your end before that? Right. Well, yeah, to expand on that, look, I, I think the, the advice I give any actor friends always is always come from what can I do to support my agent. Mm -hmm. And look, if down the road, like, there are signs that you've done everything you could to support your agent and they don't respond or you feel like they're just not believing you anymore That's or maybe different. never did. That's a totally then at that point, you know, you can make a decision. But like, I always come at it first, what can I do to support you as opposed to what can you do for me? So that, so it's really partnership that we're doing this together yeah. um, as opposed to me just waiting at home for an addition the whole day. Right. I mean, it really is because the truth is you guys do hire us. We work for you. And so, you know, we, but we do need that communication and that relationship. And it, it's most frustrating to us when someone who isn't for, for whatever reason, like they, somebody other is, is talking in their ear or whatever, somebody else wants, they think they want to try something else for some reason. Um, they don't make an appointment to sit down with us and discuss, you know, what you said, Thomas, like, you know, what can, what can they do? What can we do? Let's come up with the, Let's come up with some ideas together. To yeah, I think, try it's, to uh, yeah it's, I think partnership is the word I always come back to because yeah. even you say like right. I don't even consider it that I'm hiring an agent. Like I'm thinking we're gonna be in a partnership together. Mm -hmm. So because I also it bugs me when actors say yeah your agent works for you. It's like well you work together. Yeah, yeah. I mean honestly that bugs me too. Like uh, the way when I see it, I see it as a partnership as well. Like I don't see me, I don't work for them just like they don't work for me. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's two because we don't, like basically they don't get really get jobs unless you're getting them jobs right. or auditions, I mean. Uh, but then you're also dependent on them booking or else it's also nothing. You know, yeah. so it's very it's a very strange industry in that way. It is. I mean, I feel like we do work or it is our job. They hire us, but we have to agree to represent them. So it is yeah. clearly a partnership. And, you know, if we do send out auditions, you know, 
regularly and our, we do have an expectation that the actor will respond. They'll respond in a timely manner and, and they'll get their audition in on time. Or if they choose not to, they'll let us know that they're not yep. going to. And maybe hopefully let us know why. Like maybe it's just material or maybe they're busy. That's, that's all great. But we, you know, we're starting to keep track of like who doesn't respond. So, yeah. because I kind of feel like if they don't care, why would we care? You know, we put all this, you know what it takes. You were just talking about it and Greg, you know, just how many times we submit people, how many times we pitch them. And if we do that and we send them some great audition that is to us, maybe real exciting. I saw one the other day that was mm -hmm. a recurring guest star for something. And then the actor sort of just said, nah, I don't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that, that's, but I, I don't understand that. So. I don't understand that either because, like, unless it's something that it's just something very uncomfortable, like a nudity thing that they don't, don't right. want to do, I get that's that. Totally that's that's okay. completely fine. Uh, that's always up to them. But yeah. it's like sometimes it's they're like, they have weird things. Like, oh, I don't feel like that one or that one's not a good one. It doesn't make any sense to me because it's yeah. like, why wouldn't you get in for that casting director as much as possible? Because if yeah. they're asking you in, they're asking for a reason. Yep. And right. I, we literally talked to Carla, Carla Hull about a week and a half ago. And she was saying that, that sometimes she'll bring people in that she knows that she's not really going to take them for this role. But she yeah, like wants to see time. if they, if she can use them for another role potentially. Yeah. And if the actor would be like, ah, oh, that's not me, this role. And then don't right. go, then you're missing a chance. Yeah, that's honest. I know you want to, but that's one of my pet peeves too, that um, a lot of times or oftentimes a, an actor will just do what you said. We'll see a breakdown and they're like, no, I don't think that's me. I don't see myself that way, but it, it still is a good, it would be a good opportunity for them. And they don't, I, we want them to trust us and trust the casting director because the casting director is making a choice to see them. And that, is an opportunity for them and they may know and we may know something they don't know exactly and i'm sure you've had it happen too where they go in for an audition and sometimes they even get directly cast for another role a completely different role it happens yeah, yeah it happens it happened it happened with counterpart with me yeah it happened with tom actually with uh, yeah. counterpart yeah. the the jk simmons uh show and he uh he went in for an audition and they booked him right away for another part yeah yeah because they just saw they it just clicked yeah. yeah yeah so as i mean and also it's just another opportunity to get in front of casting and, and see that you can act i mean it, yeah. it, it can be that simple it's also just an opportunity to act period that's true think, just to enjoy the process yeah just enjoying the process and have some and fun hopefully with it you all are enjoying the process still you know that and that's kind of a big part of all of this enjoying yeah. everything that we do yeah, you have to. Yeah, right. I think if you're purely results oriented in this business, you're probably not going to last very long because it's right. it's so unpredictable in that way. Um, it really is, and it can't just be about making a buck either. I mean, of course, everybody wants to make a living and have success, but you can't do it. We, not. I mean, everybody in my office, we have the best team in there right now. Everybody in the office absolutely loves what they do. Nobody is in there just to make a lot of money. If, I always say if, if I wanted to just like, if it was about making money, I'd, I would have started a paperback company. Yeah. Something like menial that you, everybody needs paperbacks, right? But you do this because you love it. We all do. Yeah, I yeah. don't think you do it if you don't like it because like you said, you, then you would just go into a business where basically you make a sale, you make money. You know yeah. what I mean? That's not what this is. You can make a technically at a sale, let's say, and getting an audition, you still don't make money. Plus, it kind of is like around almost around the clock. I mean, it's not like a, you can't like go and just I, like. I know e emails, and I'm sure you get this too. These breakdowns sometimes come in at like 10:30 at night and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. It's funny. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, Brenda and Tom are doing those breakdowns like all the time, especially Brenda's on them. Yeah. yeah, hopefully. I, uh, Georgia started oh. up again a little bit, right? So I guess maybe you guys' breakdowns will start again soon. Ho maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're there are some during this time, this weirdo time when we're all at home. We're all still communicating really regularly and having Teams meetings, Zoom meetings. We're still doing whatever breakdowns there are. There's still, you know, but and we're even booking 
some things, but they're mostly like the date is not set yet. You know, so we booked a couple of people on a new Tyler Perry show, I think on sister sisters and, um, couple this week, I think Tom told me it was the last couple of days, but I don't think we know when they're going to work yet. So. Yeah. I, I know some, there's rumors about June, but who knows? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I'm hoping on, I'm hoping for June, but we also want people to not, you know, a little bit change the direction is because you've been doing this for a while now. Like, I guess I want to ask what's something that you wish you knew earlier, or I guess what's something that you learned that's really helped you or like, yeah, basically that that's really helped you that you wish you knew a little earlier. I saw that you, you sent me a couple questions and I saw that and I, and honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, because I, when I started people's store, I thought I might do it for 10 years. I mean, that was in my head. You know, I also, I wrote down, I just remembered this. I was going to like a coach kind of a mental, you know, coach, you know, like a life coach sort of thing a little bit. And I wrote down and I have my little stationery was like pink and white. Our logo used to be pink and white. Cause I was so young. I was like pink and white. And um, I wrote down that I wanted people store to be the most respected agency in the Southeast. That's what I wrote. So, and, but I didn't know how to do it or what I was doing. Like I said, I became a franchise agent right away. I, you know, it was, it was always, I, it was, it, when I started, it was just me and a desk in my girlfriend's office, you know, with a phone. So I feel like I, I don't think I could have ever really thought it would turn into this and that this, you know, the, the Georgia would turn into what it is in the Southeast. It was sort of, it's always evolving. I think the only thing I guess I can say is that I have, that I have learned and that I'm still learning is to be open to change and to kind of evolve and grow and change, you know, as things as it's necessary or as it's possible and just be open to having things evolve and grow so yeah i i, I think that's super important where, where do you think would change speaking of change do you think there's going to be massive changes now through this virus i know we've talked a little bit that probably auditions are even going to be more self-taped yeah but is there anything else that you think will change? I know some people have talked about obviously a bunch of products getting pushed back indefinitely in some cases. Yeah, I mean, we just but, had one uh, one of our actors who just signed as a series regular not long ago because she was in this uh, in reprisal for two seasons, and then that reprisal isn't going to be picked up at all. So, yeah, but she's so amazingly talented, and she was just the star of a independent movie, and she got lots of kudos something bigger will happen but but there will i i think yeah i think some things are going to go away and i guess it's going to be a slow start and then we're all just going to have to see what happens i mean i pray that um you know that things in the universe will get better in the united states and here and, and that the scariness of being out in the world slowly is better i mean i you know we've been in this house for pretty long now and um we've gone like i've been out a couple times in the car my husband um you know we went together and he went into the grocery store with a mask on not too long ago and then i don't know then i had to go to the post office because we weren't getting mail but you know it's a little scary i don't want to be afraid i've always been the person that like if something dropped, I would just pick it up. Well, I have a great immune system. You know, I haven't had a cold in over a year, but I'm, I'm like wiping everything and you know, it's scary. So I don't know. We hope things get better and I hope things get better pretty soon because I want to keep my business going. I want to keep my employees, you know, paid and everything. Piggybacking off that a little bit. Um, is there anything that you particularly do to kind of, I don't want to get like woo woo here, but ground yourself, center yourself, like any meditation or anything that to kind of help deal with the stress that you might go through or even at a time like this for example i'm not very um disciplined so um but the one thing i've been doing mostly is i've been out i'm lucky that we have a nice backyard and so i've been outside 
in the yard a lot. Like today, I just was out sitting outside and just trying to breathe. So I was doing like some breathing exercises, you know, in, four, out, eight, just kind of like looking around and feeling, you know, trying to like smile and feel like grateful. I mean, I am grateful and I'm very, very lucky and blessed to have, to be in the situation that is, you know, nature. Nature has always helped me. And then I also have been like, um, calling people I haven't talked to for a long time and reconnecting with people. And I think, I think a lot of people are doing that. And that is going to be one of the things that is a benefit of this time. Right. Have you noticed that too? Yeah, that's been really nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, that's been how, that's like all I've been doing. It's, it's been, it's been a really nice thing actually. Yeah. I called a girlfriend I hadn't talked to in probably 15 years and just like yesterday we had a really nice yeah it's nice it's it's nice that like even out of something that's still obviously like terribly terrible health wise obviously and economically as well that like there's still actually good things that can come out of it you know and i think that's that's nice that makes it like more hopeful yeah like thomas said that connection and relationship thing that is happening with families and kids and you know and i i don't know if you know this but gary and i just got married <laughs> we got married on march oh, wow, 20th right start of it. <laughs> congratulations yeah march 20th here and right here right where i'm standing right right here with the dog and 10 friends so and it was like we were supposed to get married the next day at a restaurant with about 40 people but we canceled that like the week before but we went ahead and um and I wore my little dress and stuff. It wasn't, you know, we're older, so it wasn't ever going to be like a really big thing, but I'm glad we did it. And it's kind of been, uh, really added some peace to both of us, I think, having done that. So that's, that's, that's nice. Good. That's, a, that's, a, yeah, I didn't even think about yeah. that, like weddings and everything and how that's, yeah. I mean, a lot of people have had to cancel all kinds of things. And a friend of mine, her, uh, I talked to today, her son had a baby recently and like she, he, she couldn't, he couldn't be in the hospital with her. I think, I think oh, they wouldn't let him come in or something. That's not, that's a scary, I guess that's my main scary part about this whole thing is just like the isolation that if you get something that you're kind of all alone. I think that's like when I read stories, been the heartbreaking part of it for me. Yeah. Some people are okay with it if you're really maybe an introvert. Sorry, Greg, but like my girlfriend, my girlfriend Kristen, she's fine. She lives by herself. She's just perfectly fine. She's painting. She's encouraging me to paint. I haven't, which I haven't done yet. So maybe like on this weekend I'll paint. Um, and she has like dropped off some food for her mother, who's older, like at a distance. And but she's just busy. But I, I'm kind of. I would be really, really stressed out by myself, especially if I was like in a little apartment, but I, I wouldn't do well yeah. at all. So, and I know a lot of people are really, yeah, lonely. I, 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 I struggled at the beginning for sure. The first four weeks was tough. Like it was just yeah. like restless, wasn't sleeping and just, you know, it just didn't feel, yeah. but then like slowly, I guess adapted and kind of gotten used to it. And like you said, like reaching out, to all these friends that like you haven't talked to as much maybe and it's and i feel like i'm more social weirdly now than i was before the virus you know yeah people are doing that zoom call i just had like a zoom party this past saturday with like a bunch of my college (laughs) friends from like 12 years ago and we just had like this whole zoom party it was really funny (laughs) and so thomas you have you're married yeah, just got married uh, last August. Oh, nice! Yeah, congratulations. That's great. Thank you, thank you. We um we went uh, we got married in Belgium, like five minutes from my hometown and everything, and uh, we did like a honeymoon in Santorini, Greece. Which like, if you ever have the opportunity to go there, I've like, been there. oh, it's how incredible is it? Like, I, I love Greece. Greece, oh. Greece has always been like my favorite, and I did go to. I've got a couple of the places that I also like, like yeah. Scotland, but Greece is like magical and Santorini especially. Oh, it's, I mean, the most beautiful sunsets in the world. Like we had a boat, Greg, of course, somehow ended up crashing it for a day. He was casually in Santorini with a couple friends. Like we were coming to, we were going to Greece, but we were going to some of the other places like Mykonos and things like that. 
but we were yeah. like oh why don't we all meet up in santorini for like an evening you know what i mean just to, to see each that's other his sure, that's his have. version of it my wife was like your brother's not coming on our honeymoon and i'm like come on let him come let him come come on a night, anyway, one night out we ended yeah. up having one day where we all we rented like this um I went to, like this yacht for the day, like this private yacht for the day or a boat or something. And when like six of us, like this is all this like amazing sunset on the water. Like it was the most like, I mean, it was also, incredible. That was, it was one was of those moments. Yeah. Of trip. It was just like a whole day of going on this boat, like no going in like little no phones, boat. nothing like scuba diving. What's the other one? Snorkeling, 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 snorkeling. snorkeling. And then, like seeing the sunset. It was just amazing. It was like a movie. It really, yeah. It's, it's, really, it's yeah. so beautiful it's, it's there. It's incredible. Incredible, yeah, incredible. it's so beautiful there. I'd like to go there again sometime. Plus, I love Greek food. It's my favorite. When, so good. Uh, when, for our wedding that we were going to have, it was going to be oh, really? at a Greek restaurant here yeah. like out on a patio and, it's super oh, wow. it's also light the food is light which like it doesn't like stuff you like crazy although i did gain like seven eight pounds in my honeymoon but <laughs> like drinking rose all day I, last long. I, was just, I, I don't drink alcohol normally but like i drank like the rose there every single day and i'm just like i was, I was living my best life i saw I him he looked very that, living my best life. <laughs> i was wearing, <laughs> I was wearing like just white pants white shirt all day long like 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 uh like a pharaoh or something i don't know <laughs> I was riding horses with like like this white like linen shirt and white pants. Right, it looked the like beach. the Prince of right. Arabia, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. Like yeah, it literally looked like Lawrence of Arabia. I was just you do look like that. Yeah, a little bit, but you should have uh, seen him on his horse. Yeah. His shirt open, looking like a cover from like a romantic novel. Yeah, it was it was something. I was <laughs> <on this> <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna sh uh, shift gears here completely again um, with actors. Okay. What's something that you advise them? Because I know you guys obviously have LA actors and you have Southeast actors, but are there different mm -hmm. rules on what you yeah. advise Southeast actors looking for representation with you compared to LA actors? What's kind of your, I guess, how you do it? Well, I mean, it's not that different. I would say if for us to take somebody on who does not live here, they, they have to have, they have, our expectations are higher generally, you know, um, I mean, maybe if, if there was like a young person without a lot of credits that maybe someone like you or someone that we work with might recommend, we, you know, or maybe someone that just, you know, it would have to be someone like that that didn't have a lot of credits or a reel or anything. Um, most of the time people that we bring that we bring on are people that already have you know a lot of credits and hopefully they have some kind of relationship with the southeast you know a family member or maybe they grew up around here or maybe there's just some kind of connection um it's harder for us to work work with people that just live in LA and don't have any relationship here. I mean, at times, if, if another agent, we work with lots of other agents and other managers and, you know, if somebody says, you know, you got to work with this guy, they're amazing. We'll work as a team. We'll figure, you know, we'll work out a split thing and we'll, we'll support you, but they really want to work in the Southeast. We might do it and, and we have tried it, but we're still going to, have higher expectations that they're really going to be responsive. I mean, they're going to have to be willing to, you know, come here for a callback probably and, and, you know, really respond because it doesn't work that often unless they're particularly uh, yeah, responsive. That makes sense. And what's with that in mind, I know a lot of actors have like questions about huh? like, how does the whole local hire thing, did I just interrupt you again? No, no, this is this is just the usual. Oh, man, he was going to say something about that. Go ahead. It's cool. It's cool. I'm a listener today. Comment. You talk. Uh, no, no, go ahead, Greg. I want to hear what you have to say. I'll, go I'll ahead. Back off it in a second. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. Who's the oldest? He is. That's why he keeps guys, inserting himself. Who's the oldest? I, 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 you? I lost my train of thought again, honestly. That's why I lose my train of thought so quickly I'm the that like too, I, so next time I'm just going to jump in. Go ahead, Greg. My bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, you feel my pain. I'm exactly you feel that way. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I, even notice. I, you know what? I don't even notice him. Like sometimes, like he, I didn't even notice that he was starting to talk. Well, because you, don't you are looking straight behavior. at me. Don't not, excuse um, his behavior. Like I said, I this is this our life. This is this. this yeah. We can go on forever about that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, I have, I have a. Star, so, so. What was I going to say? I was going to say. 
with uh anyway. with the, yeah um, with the, the local, local hire thing. There was a lot of confusion right. about that sometimes for actors because they're like, okay, do I need a local yeah. address there? Uh, what happens like in auditions? Is it completely off the self tape? If it's a big role, do they expect me to fly back on my own money? How does it like? What's the stuff? What's the deal on those things? I mean, it's it varies. I mean, we we literally have you know book very nice roles just off the tape. You know, recurring guest star roles, especially if somebody has a lot of credits and you know, or they're really spot on, and and you know, um, the casting director is willing to do that, and the and the, the you know the producer, director, whatever. Um, we try on. You know, we try. We wouldn't normally send an actor out of town a co-star role, unless it, you know, a small co-star role. Now we might. Our what we like to hear with people that are out of town is, will would you be willing to do a large like recurring co-star on a high-profile project like, you know, Walking Dead or Stranger Things or something? If it's an opportunity to you know grow your career if you're going to be able to go do comic cons all over the world because you were on two episodes of stranger things you know you might want to look at a nice guest a nice co-star role even but normally normally we only will send uh you know guest star roles or leads or supporting leads to people out of town and um they have to have you know they have to have something different to add to our roster, I guess, than what we already have, you know, or, you know, we have to feel connected to them and they have to really want, they have to go, go a little further above and beyond to stay connected to us. Like you said. So off that, oh, I actually got my question in on time. Um, <laughs> um, aside from the things, uh, the, the expected things of like having people in certain categories, like what is for you the thing that would have an actor stick out for you? Um, not particularly so much like where they feel a gap in a roster, but like yeah. if you have an actor in that category, for example, like what would have you take a chance on someone, for example, like a younger actor, like mm -hmm. maybe they're starting out, maybe yeah. they're older actor, whatever. I mean, sometimes it's just a gut thing, you know, gut feeling. We, we all use intuition and, um, a lot and uh and sometimes it's just a connection or you know we have we normally have actors do a um if if we can if uh like if we see someone in a showcase for example we've got a lot of showcases and if we see somebody we will, we'll bring them in and we'll have them do a cold read for us and sit down and talk for a few minutes and it's I don't know, some people just stand out you know there it just feels like okay this person is committed there there's something about them that we just have that sometimes i get that visceral thing that's like a tingly thing and i'm sure you know that is like and and i know the other agents do too at times it's like i just have feeling this person is really gonna do something um uh, i mean we certainly have had some you know young actors in particular that haven't had much uh many credits at all but um, from children to, you know, young adults or whatever. And you just have that feeling like they're really present. They're doing the homework they're and they just come in and they just have that something special. So, yeah. And with, with that, um, I'd like to ask another question regarding the actors, actually. Um, is there something that you wish more actors would do? Like that you see like, oh, uh, they shoot themselves in the foot maybe, or maybe sometimes you're like, oh, I wish they would do this more or a self tape thing where you're like, oh, I hate when they do this. or I love when they do this. Anything like that. I think this is, I mean, a couple things. I think that when an actor goes into the room or if they come in, even the room with us to read for even just for us, not for a casting director, but I'm sure this is the same, I would guess, for a casting director. They need to just feel, try to be as relaxed as they can and not second guess themselves and not like if they miss something, if they change a word, if they whatever, just sort of keep going and just sort of try to be in the moment, be present and have it so it feels like a real moment instead of like, oh God, I'm sorry, I missed something and then can I do it again kind of thing. But 
that doesn't go very well. I mean, if it happens, it's okay to do things twice, but um, just try to not second guess yourselves like that. Um, there was something else I was going to say, and I forget what it is too, so you go ahead. <laughs> now I have that too. Um, Owning your mistakes even, fully confidently um, going with it, and just like not being apologetic. That, yeah. Like, it's, that you're not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Don't apologize. Just like, just like, um, you know, would you like me to, would you like to see it another way? Can I, you know, I mean, even if they want to restart, you know, just do it with confidence and not, you know, not try to, I'll, I know, I think I know what I was going to say. Sometimes actors kind of undermine themselves. The other, the, here's the other thing that I've noticed sometimes on self tapes, there, there's, you know, and I know casting directors, I've had this conversation with too. There's a benefit and there's a negative to self, having the opportunity to self-tape. If the actors have the material for a long time, they can work on it for a long time. And, you know, and I mean, I think the opportunity is to get to know the words, but then to try to be as fresh as possible in do, presenting the audition. Sometimes you can tell, or maybe not tell. Sometimes you can tell that it's overworked. It's like too perfect. And even a lot of times with kids, kids are overcoached sometimes, you know, and you want them just sort of, you just kind of want to know the words, know what you're talking about, and then do it. And if you miss a word, whatever. Um, the, you know, because you want to present that fresh honesty thing. The negative, and the negative thing about, I think, that I've heard casting directors say sometimes is if someone doesn't have a lot of credits or experience or if they don't, um, you know, I mean, I think with us, because the, we have really good longstanding relationships with our, um, with casting directors and they, they trust us and we really try to get to know our actors and know what they can do then if we do submit someone or push them, they, they trust us that then when they actually do book and get on the set, they're going to do the job. But I think there are times with someone that maybe is newer and they work and work and work and they do this one audition, but then when they go on the set, they're not there. I, I think I've heard that casting directors say that could happen. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That also makes sense then why a lot of times they want people that have a resume already from their perspective yeah. that makes sense you want to be able to trust that person on set and if they've already done right. it that trust is already there and if they haven't they could kill the audition but you're still kind of taking a little bit of a risk because you don't know how they're going to actually handle yeah. the pressure being on set all that yeah especially for a role bigger than what they've ever done i guess and also just being able to work opposite a star you know like like if someone exactly. they like yeah yeah like Someone yeah. you've been watching on TV for 20-something years, maybe, and next thing you know, like, you're, like, in a scene with them. Um, mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it, it can get a little, uh, yeah. a little exciting. But we've been, it's been really, really nice in the last few years. We've been booking much bigger roles. You know, we have, like, I think we have, like, 12 or 13 series regulars. I wow. mean, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, you guys, you guys are getting so much good yeah. stuff there, too, now in the Southeast. Like just yeah. the type of TV shows that are coming there. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's incredible. We booked, um, I don't know if you've seen Outer Banks yet, but our, our latest is Chase Stokes, who's the star of Outer Banks on Netflix. I mean, that's really, that's very exciting. And he's a heartthrob. And then we have a, um, uh, one of the leads, another young heartthrob guy on the new um, Saved by the Bell reboot. Mitchell Hoog, and he's somebody that Brenda found from um, a relationship in Colorado. And he, he hadn't done much either. Neither of them had done that much, really. But they're both, like, you know, 19 or something. So. Yeah, that's true. That, that's, 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 it's sort of... That's crazy. That's 12, 13 is good. That's a lot. Yeah. 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 So where do, you see, where do you see the Southeast kind of going? Like, that, do you still do you see it maybe... Because I guess right now, like, it's getting, it's getting huge. Do you see it, like, equaling L.A. or maybe even going past it? Do you see it, like... I don't know. What do you, where do you see it going? I know Tyler Perry there... That's created this humongous studio that's just a yeah, fortress. That is crazy. Our client, Brad, yeah. I, Tyler Perry loves Brad, which is yeah. great. Yeah. I can't wait for Brad to come back to work. So I hope it's soon. Me too. 
hope, we both do. I hope it's in June. Um, I mean, he's a phenomenon, Tyler Perry. And, um, there's so many studios here, but I don't know. I mean, as long as we have, we have to continue our tax incentive. That's clearly, right. you know, the motivation for so many productions here. And it looks like there's no reason. I think everybody in government is to, is in support of that. But you know, we'll see what happens with the world and everything. So. And what about you? Because I I know that you said when you started out, you were like ah uh, like ten years, and you know, and now you're still going. What well, where do you see? Where do you? I mean, I'm still. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still really passionate about it. But I I love that I've been able to bring on Rick, who's the president, and he's starting. He owns a little bit of the company. He's starting to be a little, you know, he's going to, so I see the future with him and a younger, you know, well, him leading the company. He's like leading the company. I'm the CEO. I'm still, I mean, as far as like retiring, I have no idea. I, I mean, I love going to work every day, so I don't have a plan for that. Um, but I, 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 it's been really great working with him and seeing how he does things like in a different way in a younger kind of a way, or I don't know. I mean, he's more, he's much more structured than I am. I'm kind of like, I'm the painter, you know, I like see the big picture and I kind of put, I have all the pieces sort of together. And, uh, you know, over the years I've had different people in the office. Sometimes that has been good. Sometimes not as good. Um, right now, our our team is the whole office literally is amazing, and I love I you know and this is going to be really hard for me. I haven't been in the office for except for a Sunday to water the plants for I don't know a while. Um, I love going into the office every morning and I walk around and I hug everybody. I like just walk around and they all stand up mostly and they give me a hug and you know I. I, I love that. But Rick is like structured. He's got like us on these, you know, Microsoft teams and, you know, we're having all these meetings, like regular meetings and he had them all coming in at nine 30 and I was like, Oh, whatever. You know, <laughs> I know you work hard. It's okay. <laughs> you know? But he's got him. He's more structured. So, and it's been really, it's, he does PowerPoint presentations. I love to sit there in our meeting. We have like, you know, a weekly meeting and I, I get to sit there and he's up there doing this PowerPoint presentation with Liz, who is our office manager. Yeah. That's, that's a good combination yeah. though, that it sounds like you, you cool. and him are a good combination in that way. Cause you're more like you yeah. said, the painter, like see the big picture and he's very structured. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a good combination yeah. always. Yeah. Plus everybody loves him too. Yeah. He's like my work son. Yeah. His mom even said, I, you know, she's like sharing that with me. So <laughs> it's really, really nice. Do you see in so many levels? Do you see people store ever like expanding to other markets? Maybe like, have you ever thought about that just out of curiosity? I don't know. I mean, I never wanted, I never wanted to move to LA. I, I, you know, I, we worked there a lot and um, we had an office in New Orleans for several years and uh, it, it was a good, a really good thing for a while because what, what it enabled us to do is get to know how the talent there on a really intimate level and their, how know how amazing they are in Louisiana there's and there's it's also a great market so we have fantastic actors that live in Louisiana and around it we have actors all over the place but so that was really good but the the satellite office that we had there it just it it just didn't work as well it it wasn't it didn't feel like as much of a team thing it was sort of it ended up sometimes felt com competition and it and we thought for a while I think I think it was good for a while for the actors but then ultimately I think the actors there wanted to work with us more. And so when we decided to close that office, um, the physical office, um, I think the actors were happier because then they had a closer day-to-day -day relationship with the agents here. And as you know, we, you can do that now. It doesn't, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to see somebody all the time. So they come here and they work. It's great. Yeah, so it sounds like that's better, and I think that's. I guess that's always a danger too, if you like expand, and that it almost like, in a way, dilutes the product in a way. 
you know like i think it's yeah. even the culture i think it's hard it's hard especially because you I guys have culture, such a family sure. structure uh, such a family culture i think that that's yeah. tough when it's spread out to other markets like that i i found it to be true i mean it was good at times and then other times it just was difficult so um yeah and i i i like la to visit i I have a lot of friends that live in Los Angeles, not even in this business. And of course, a lot of people in the business, but I like my, have a really close girlfriend who lives in Laguna beach now. So last time Rick and I went there for work, I went and stayed with her for a day and that was really nice. But I like Gary, my husband, um, <clears throat> that's my dog just came out. She's got a doggy door. Um, he, he and his kids, he has two grown boys that are like 28 and 30. They wanted to go on a family vacation. They were talking about Los Angeles. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I cannot go to Los Angeles for a vacation. Los Angeles for me is work. If I go there, I'm going to the whole time feeling like I have to be having meetings and I just can't have it be a vacation. So yeah, that, that, that makes sense. I, so, yeah. And, and and speaking on that in general, like, what do you do to have like a work life balance? Like, how do you find the balance between family time and time with friends and well relaxation, and 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 being that you have a job and career that is a twenty four seven thing? Sometimes it feels like. Yeah. Um. What do you find the balance? I try. I I do pretty well. Um. I. My particular job at the company now is not as it's not usually as um every day moment to moment like i don't do the submissions i like look out for people and i say hey what about this person and you know like i have you know i talk to you you know um sir i don't but i'm not doing the every moment but I still am always looking at emails and I'm a little bit of a control freak. So I still kind of always know and I know what's going on. So I like to travel. Um, we, you know, we've taken some nice vacations lately, usually one big thing a year. We went to um, South America before all this happened, which was amazing. But even we went on a cruise in South America. It was fantastic. It was amazing. But I'm still like, that was like the most separate I've ever been, I think, because, and only because half the time the Wi-Fi didn't work, you yeah. know? Blessing so, in disguise, uh, maybe. Yeah. But we were, like Gary and I were in, um, we were in France and Switzerland last summer. And I kind of took it upon myself to help in the process of this one really high profile job and negotiating it along with the lawyer that I put our actor with. And that was really hard. I mean, it was very, very a challenging experience. And I was like in the bathroom at two 30 in the morning in Switzerland, trying to talk to the lawyer who happened to be in Alaska with his family on a cruise. Yeah. He's an LA lawyer. He was in Alaska. I was there and the client was here. And then I was talking to the producer because the producer was trying to make it all work. It was really, really challenging, but okay. That was the worst. Usually though, I have like, I have a lot of friends. I like to be with friends. We like to just watch TV and hang out. I like to be in the backyard. I like to travel. Any favorite TV shows? Huh? Oh, any favorite TV shows right now? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't even, that's, that's, I hate when that question's asked because I can't even think of, sometimes it's, um, I mean, I, my guilty pleasure is my soap. I still watch a soap opera. So. Oh yeah. Which one? I watch Days of Our Lives. Oh yes. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> no one will know. <laughs> the world will know your secrets. It's funny. I feel like everyone has like I mean, that one no, show. I try to watch our clients' shows. I watch, you know, some Stranger Things, and I have been watching Outer Banks to see what, what Chase is doing. And, um, you know, we watch stuff like, you know, we watched Modern Family, and that was just over. And we watched um, A Million Little Things, and I've been watching some stuff on Netflix. We, we just started, we just watched one episode of Unorthodox the other night that was really interesting. So we're going to watch that, and let's see. Um, See, I can't think. Oh, we watched um, Fleabag. That was yeah. good, really good. Uh, I don't know. I, oh, we watched a lot of HGTV too stuff oh, yeah, okay. and cooking shows. And you know, there's like, oh, there's a new show on Netflix. It's a new kind of cooking show called uh, The Final 
final table. It's really good. Is that the one where they um, these amateurs go against the pros? No, this is a different one. I'm sure I've seen that too because we watch a lot of those. I like to cook, but actually I do like to cook too. And I love to feed people. You know, that's like my Jewish mother side, even though I have no children. I'm, I like to feed people. So, uh, But the final table is really cool. It's like these very, very, very high-end chefs from around the world. And they're all uh, teamed up to to chefs together and then they are uh they have a theme of um from a certain country like there may be like belgium they would say you know mole frites or i don't know there then they, they have to there's like three choices the experts will decide among themselves what um what the thing is that they have to cook and then they all have to cook a variety a version of that and then they narrow it down and people but anyway they're beautiful works of art these are like really high-end chefs so oh, i like that that's cool yeah we watch the voice <laughs> i like the i like the voice yeah we're both huge into music so oh, oh songland is really good see now okay that's all i'm gonna say songland is really great have you seen that no, i, I want to see that because it's it's songwriters performing their songwriters. original songs right it's really creative yeah, cool. effort we should check really that good. out yeah yeah because that's right. like our like our, our hobby basically we like do a lot of music together Oh, Saying nice. great songs. I play the piano and stuff and um and do, do open mics and do stuff you, like that. You do, Greg. I, I've been do I've been sing? learning to sing. I, I songwriting it comes pretty natural for me. But like the singing oh, I've been I've been learning for the past I guess a year at this point. Yeah. The last, the last open mic, mic I did share, was um share some with us sometime. Right? I yeah. will. When when, when I, feel I feel like I'm not embarrassed, embarrassed by it, by I'm gonna share, share it. it. <laughs> okay. I would yeah. love it. Brad and I did our last open mic together. He played the guitar, did the piano, and then I sang. And he actually really? uh, invited Tyler Perry to come. And he was last minute; he had to cancel, but he was about to show up to a Brad and I's open mic. Oh man! Yeah, super fun. That's great. Yeah, it was really cool. That's it was actually cool. it was really fun. It's a nice, nice creative outlet. The duo, the Becker's Boys. <laughs> what do you call that's... yourselves? Um, <laughs> Becker's Boys. <laughs> yeah, we can we can call. Tech, it that. If if we do start a band, we're gonna call it Unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> because we're never finished you know we're like we're like that those dogs that like never die <laughs> well i mean it's tr the whole thing about being unfinished it's kind of like life it's just i mean you know it's never finished this it reminds me of like the whole change thing you know uh one of my favorite songs of my my mom's ex-husband who's a musician um is called he used to sing this song called everything must change one of my very, very, actually, if you ask me your favorite song, I'd probably say Everything Was Changed. It's, listen to it sometimes. We'll check it out. Song. Yeah. Everything, Everything was, was changed. changed. Okay. Yeah. Everything, Everything must change. Everything must change. I love change. that song. I'll check that out. Yeah. Well, I have one more question. Last question. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners, actors, really? It can be anything. Or even Words about Corona, whatever. Words of inspiration. Yeah. Any last minute shares? Well, I was thinking about it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, we all, you know, yeah, we're all in this together. I, it has that, that thought has really helped me knowing that like what, if I start feeling like a little sorry for myself, even though I'm like lucky, lucky blessed, I still sometimes get in that place. And then I think about like the world is literally living with the same situation. Um, and a lot of people are in, you know, alone and struggling and don't have any money and don't have food. And it's just, ugh. it's, it's just scary. So I think, um, you know, we're all gonna be facing fear. We all do face fear. So I think you kind of, I've always said, even in this business, and even when I started my business, just sort of life in general, yes, we all have fear, but you have to kind of like feel the fear and then still be okay with it like walk through the fear you know and try to see some light and i don't know maybe that's it yeah that, i think that's a good a good sentiment too and also like being grateful basically for what we do have already yeah like you said there are yeah. so many people that are struggling so much that we have it oh my easy, god you know? i mean the people that are working you know in the hospitals and nurses and and everybody else who's doing everything for us I just, I, I just can't even imagine what 
they're having to deal with and they're doing it, you know, with an open heart and most cases, I think. I'm just... Well, on that it's note, time. <laughs> uh, well, thanks yes. for coming on, Rebecca. It was really nice seeing you face to well, virtual face to face and talking you with you. I know everyone's going to enjoy uh, everything that you shared today and hopefully we'll be able to start working again together soon. I hope really soon. I hope really soon. And it's so nice meeting you, Thomas. No, it was nice meeting you as well. It's uh, getting to know you and everything. And, um, you know, I heard about a lot. And hopefully you. I'll see you guys in person. You'll come here. I'll come here. So my wife's parents, um, live like in Gainesville, Georgia. Oh, yeah. And so I go back like four to six times a year at least. Um, and, and plus we went to school in Georgia Southern. So we're super. Oh, that's right. Oh, you went there too. You both. Now, why did you, why did you go to Georgia Southern? We, we, we both got on the tennis team there actually. Yeah. So we basically got scholarships and that's kind of how we came to America is play tennis for Georgia Southern. <laughs> Oh I God. loved it. it was, oh, that's I, a whole I, other side of you guys. Yeah, we uh, yeah, we both both play tennis. That was a, that was our career before we uh, did anything else. Really? It was like we traveled the world playing tennis tournaments and, um, wow, you know, pro level and all over the world, Australia, Eastern Europe. I mean, we toured all over the place. Wow, oh, we loved it. So I, I, I love Georgia Southern. Like, still some of my best friends that I just caught up with this past week and are from then. It's great. Yeah. Wow, that's really nice. I mean, I. I grew up, I did, I grew up in uh, Maryland in Western Maryland and I moved here in 1974 and went to college here and I have lived here ever since and I don't want to live anyplace else. I love seeing the world. I still want to travel and see more of the world for sure. But it's just, it's a, it's a pretty great place to it's live. It's a beautiful really. place. You know, it, it's, I feel like Georgia yeah. always felt very calming for me. Yeah. It's always had a, a very, um, Especially for us, it's had a special place in in our heart, Georgia, always, and and it's always um, it, yeah, it does feel very peaceful whenever we go back. And I'm back, like gosh, you go back a lot. As soon as this pandemic is over, the first stop we're gonna make is Georgia to go see her parents. So good. Well, I want to see both of you guys here. So let me know when you're here, and um, that would be really yeah, great. Yeah, that'd be I'd gr be really nice. And if you do come to LA. I know you don't love love coming out here, but I go, I go, and I en I enjoy being there. Yeah. But it's it's work, you know. I'm yeah. just saying, when I go, it feels like I, you know, we have a lot of meetings yeah. and it's work, and it, it still is nice. Yeah. It's just not a place that I would go for to like take a vacation. Yeah, I know. You know so I know. I, I associate it with work, but it's still enjoyable. Yeah, if you come and, out here, you know, let us know. We'll uh, we'll grab dinner or something, and it it will be all it. non business related. So. <laughs> That sounds yeah. great. Perfect. That Thanks, Rebecca, great. and we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to our podcast and stay updated on new episodes every week. Check out our show notes for our contact info and social media, and hit us up with any questions you may have.